everyone. Welcome back to the Think About It podcast. This is Kurt and Sarah Corcoran. And if you're watching, you can tell that we're in another new location. So we trying new things. Yeah, we think we finally got some equipment set up the way that we need to to be able to record in a more convenient time and location for us. So give us your feedback on how it looks and how it sounds. And this is our 10th episode. So that's exciting. We officially made it 10 episodes in. Number 10. So to celebrate, we're going to do a little giveaway over on our Instagram. There's going to be a little basket that we make, a little Valentine's treat, if you will. So if you want to be entered to in that in entered to win sorry about that Can that giveaway that i'm not going to be making that yes you i will be making it so go to our instagram think about it podcast um and make sure you follow us and there will be more instructions on how to enter to win and we will be announcing the winner of that giveaway our next episode so thanks for being with us for 10 episodes and happy valentine's day um, this week, as you might have guessed, we're going to be talking about love. What's love got to do with it? But not love in maybe the way that you think and you're like, ugh, roll your eyes. Because listen, I'm not a Valentine's Day fan. Yeah. I think it's a... Good, I'm glad. I'm I just think anything. it's one of those holidays, like, I love people, I love to love them, and like, we'll probably still do some fun, like, happy Valentine's, but I'm like... You know, people make it up to be too big of a thing that if you're single on Valentine's Day, oh, so sad, and it's just another day, you know? Yeah. You can love people the same. You will love people the same, no matter what holiday it is. Um, and so that's why we're going to take a little different approach on love this week. Um, we're going to be talking about, like, specifically the different kinds of love that are found in the Bible and kind of a deep dive on like what those mean and how you see love in your life probably more than you realize. So how many types of love do you think are in the Bible? 57. No, there's four. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, there's four different kinds. Um, so the first one is Eros, which Pardon me if I pronounce any of these wrong. I don't speak Greek. It's Arios. No, it's, well, no. my research gave me a pronunciation, and it says pronounced Eros. Spelled E-R-O-S, though. Um, and this is the Greek word for romantic love. So you'll see it more. Sensual. Yes. So it's more of like a um, marriage love, if yeah. you will. I like that. A romantic and sensual version <laughs> of love. <laughs> Um, so, and we see this in first Corinthians and when the verse says, let the husband render to his wife, the affection due her. And likewise also to the wife, her husband, the wife does not have authority over her own body and the husband, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. So it's just that, um, romantic love that you share and it's intended for you. And your spouse. What's yours is mine, and what mine is yours. Yes. Yeah. But I think the emphasis here is that it was intended only for one person. Yes. That this kind of love is heavy, and it was intended to only be shared between husband and wife. So even if you're in a, rom a romantic relationship and you think you love them with Eros love, be careful, because it's for marriage. Yes. Um, next, we have storge, which is probably the one I'm pronouncing the most wrong, but I like the sound of it. 
It's a term for love that um, is like family love, an affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents, children, brothers, and sisters. So this is the kind of love that is most likely evident in your life, and maybe you didn't even know what it was called. So now you do. You have storge love in your life all of the time. Got some storge up in here. Yeah. Storing that storge. It sounds like a weird bird. Like it makes me think of blue jay, so. And a stork. Yep. It sounds like a strange bird, but you know, we're here for it. So many examples of family love are found in scripture, like Noah and his wife, the love of Jacob for his sons, the strong love the sisters Mary and Martha had for their brother Lazarus. Cain and Abel. Um, Maybe not them. (laughs) Not a great example, maybe, of that. Uh, Don't be like Cain and Abel. (laughs) Um, So this word specifically is found in Romans 2.10, which commands believers to be devoted to one another with brotherly affection. Christians are members of God's family. Our lives are knit together by something stronger than physical ties, the bond of the Spirit. We are related by something more powerful than human blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. So God calls his children to love each other with deep, affectionate, of storge love. Hmm. Now you know. The next one is probably the one that you know. Do you know a word for love? Phileo. You just looked at our notes, you cheater. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So this is the one that you probably are most familiar with, that when people talk about brotherly or Christian love. It's Phileo love, the city of, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which is the city of brotherly love. Um, So this is the type of love that Christians practice toward each other. It's an emotional bond seen in deep friendships. Phileo is the most general type of love in scripture. Um, it encompasses love for fellow humans, care, respect, and compassion for people in need. So this is the, I think, like, least personal of yeah. love, I guess I would say. Like, this is the kind of love that you are just supposed to emulate to all people, no matter what their, like, physical relationship is to you. Like, you should have phileo love for strangers. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you're a Christ follower. Right. Yeah. And that's what... Um, John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know my, you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Yep. So that's where this word comes in is that it's the kind of love that when you love like this, people will say, oh, that's a Christ follower because they love a little bit different than the world. So the last one is... The word for God's love. Do you know what that word is? I don't know. What is it? Yes, you do. No, I don't. Agape love. Oh. Um, It's the highest of the four types of love in the Bible. It defines God's immeasurable, incomparable love for humankind. It is the divine love that comes from God. Agape love is perfect, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure that's probably one of those loves that people know the word the most. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I think oh, so. Like, agape, I know what that means. Yeah, means like love. agape love, and they just think it means a big love, which it does, but it's also like this is, again, only the kind of love that God can give because as it says, it's perfect. So even if you say, well, I have unconditional love, and I have love that is sacrificial and pure, which like I would say I have 
unconditional sacrificial love for you and Judah. Yeah. Like there's nothing I wouldn't do for you too, but I don't have perfect love for you too. Yeah. You know, there are times that like it, the mistakes will be made. Anger gets the best of us, you, you know. Got some Cain and Abel love. Yeah. But I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> people aren't perfect. And yeah. so you can't emulate this agape love no matter how hard you try. But it's amazing that God can. Yeah. So obviously, one of the biggest ways that God demonstrated this love is by sending his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins. You know, he was, again, it's unconditional. There was nothing that he wasn't willing to do to create that relationship and that healing that humans needed in order to walk in relationship with Christ. Um, so again, all of these loves might be present in your life, or maybe just a few of them are. Um, but again, it's Valentine's Day almost. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And Tomorrow. while I say I don't like Valentine's Day, I don't care. Let it fly. I know that some people, it really is a sensitive and like a hard day for them because you're craving that love, you know, or maybe you're in a season where you just feel like you're never going to have that special someone to, to share that intimate love with. But there are people in your life that love you and people that you love in just different ways. And so I think it's important to stop and to celebrate the loves that you do have yeah. instead of mourning the ones that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if you're single, go out and see a movie tomorrow night. Yeah. Together with somebody, some of your friends. Yeah. Or invite over a friend, make some heart-shaped pizza. If you're married, have a date night. Yeah. Have some sex. All right. If you're <laughs> not married, don't do that. Yes. Would not recommend. But go on a date. Um, I think I'm going to like probably, and maybe I'll film it and put it on the Think About It podcast. And I'll probably put it on my personal Instagram, but how to ball on a budget when it comes to Valentine's Day. There you go. How to make an at-home date, but sh- yeah. you don't know it's happening. Yeah. I'll probably do some crafts with Judah because that's my kind of day. Yeah. I love to make things to celebrate, make them more special for him. Sorry, I just hijacked your thought process there. No, you're good. That's That's what this is for. <laughs> you're good. Um, so just a reminder that love is not just a feeling. It is an action. It's a choice and it is a decision. And I think, you know, there's this saying, which this just popped into my brain is like, I always love you, but I don't always like you. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody say that to you? Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, that was harsh, but it's true because like you do love you may love people unconditionally, but it's still like a choice that you have to make every day to be a loving and kind and patient person to people around you, whether yeah. they're your family or your spouse or just a stranger on the street. You know, there's all these kinds of love in the Bible because there's no, like, there's no escape. You can't say, well, they don't fall into this category, so I don't have to love them. Yeah. You know, God covered it all. So you're called to love everyone. And again, it might look different, but there still should be an evidence of love in your life. So if you have spent any time looking up the word love or in church in general, you may have read 1 Corinthians 13 and know some of the characteristics of love. Do you have it memorized? No. No, I don't. You it's, asked our teens, and I was like, oh, I'm going to ask him. Oh, no, I told him that I don't have it. <laughs> that, was, that was like I my next phrase. I know most of it, but then guys. I like 
get them out of order is my thing, but yeah. I can know most of them. But anyways, it is love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Thinks no evil, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So if you're ever wondering what it looks like to love somebody, do some word studies on that verse. It pretty much breaks it down. And we went over this recently with our teens of just like what love is, what it looks like, what those words mean. So it's not envious. It's not jealous. It is not proud. It is not arrogant. Um, it's not rude or doesn't enjoy offending people. Um, it Why'd is, you get all aggressive on that one? I was just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you got convicted more than anything. Um, it is not insist on its own way. It is not easily peeved. It is not resentful or it does not keep account of wrongs. So I think that can be a really big one. Like, as we were, I was reading this, especially in like a romantic relationship, I think it can be really easy for people to start keeping account of wrong. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. And so just be aware of those things. And, you know, whenever you're feeling an off day or you're feeling a little unloving, go through a list like that and just see where you're failing or where your heart is having a harder time than usual. Um, The creator of the universe loves you so deeply. He was willing to sacrifice his only son to make a way for us to get into heaven. He gives us grace and mercy every day, often when we don't do anything to deserve deserve it. He gives us peace, joy, hope, and purpose that the world cannot offer. And so if you're, again, celebrating Valentine's Day and you feel alone, if you are a Christian, I just hope you understand like how amazing and incredible it is that God loves you. And it's not something to be taken for granted, which I think we do a lot because we hear it a lot. You know, God sent his son to the world because he loves you. He died for you because he wants a relationship with you. And that's something we hear a lot. And so it can be easy to take it for granted. But the love that he has for you is so huge and it's like so wonderful and pure. Like how dare us take that for granted, yeah. you know, or miss out on the blessing that that is. Yeah. We become numb to it and accustomed to it. And then we almost even stare at amazement when maybe somebody experiences it for the first time and acts yeah. overjoyed. And it's like, what? That's just, and no. you are like, Oh, I remember when I used to feel that way about God. And it's like, well, you still can. That's yeah. a personal choice that you have let your relationship become stale. Yep. Um, you know what else is cool about the love of God? What? It's contagious. Have it you ever contagious. met someone and just felt like the love of God was pouring out of them? And like you knew it just had to be something different because they seemed to genuinely care. They didn't have an agenda. Like they just wanted to love you for the sake of being a loving person. Yeah. Um, That's something that you can do. That's the kind of person that you can be. So if you are someone who wants to know more about God's love or wants to know how to love like Jesus, I have some tips for you. Oh, that's good, because I was about to ask you, how do you do that if you're struggling? I know, because it's easy to say that, but how do you do it? So here are some steps. Be mindful. 
Try to connect with people in a deeper way. So don't just go up to somebody and be like, hi, how are you doing? And then walk away. People do that. And I'm like, don't ask me if you don't really care. You know, just say, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those greetings. You're like, hi, how are you? And then you walk away before they answer. So just be more mindful of people and the people that are around you. If you're given an opportunity to talk to someone, talk to that person without worrying who you need to talk to next or what's on your to-do list next. Be more mindful of the people around you. Be approachable. This is probably one that people would say I struggle with the most. People always tell me that I'm really unapproachable and intimidating. I don't know why. I don't understand it. I'm nice. It's your face. It is. That's why. It's not a secret. It's that's it is. It's my face. Scared of you. Everybody thinks that you hate them. Because when my face is relaxed, it is not naturally perked in a smile because I'm not a Disney princess. Okay. Sure. (laughs) But all my life, people have told me that I am not approachable and that I am intimidating, and it's just because my face is relaxed. Mm -hmm. And my mom and my sister and I all have it. It's not my fault. And we always tell each other to fix our faces when we're in public so that we seem nicer. But anyways, be approachable. Make people feel safe and don't exclude people seeking you out. So when people are talking to you, make sure that they feel safe, meaning don't be known for being a gossip. Yeah. Don't be known for being someone who exaggerates stories or uses what they've told you to benefit yourself. Um, If somebody's trying to have a conversation with you, don't exclude them just because you see someone you know and you would rather be talking to them, you know? Yeah. Those things say a lot about the way that you love people more than you realize. Be full of grace. Be willing to relate to others in a less judgmental way. This can be hard for people to do. It can be easy to have a conversation with someone and something they tell you shocks you and you instinctually... Give off a little judgment. Yeah. Or you say something and they're like, oh, they don't want to talk about this with me. They're judging me, you know. So just make sure that you're being gracious to people no matter what the topic of conversation is. Be bold. Don't let your fear stand in the way of loving others. And this, I think, is in relation to like especially strangers because I think we can get nervous and shy about like – talking to people in the grocery store like I always have people come up to me in the grocery store because of Judah and they're like oh he's so cute like how old is he and so there's naturally like a conversation there and it would be really easy for me to say like oh yeah he's two years old like one of his favorite things to do is go to church and play with his friends do you go to church anywhere you know it's as simple as that but I often let fear or busyness get in the way of having those like really impactful loving conversations with people so be bold don't let your fear Take away a chance to love people. It's one of the most loving things that you can do is tell somebody else about the love yeah, that you've experienced exactly. through Christ. Because people are searching for love everywhere. Yeah. They're searching for it at the bottom of a bottle that, and drugs and yeah. pornography. Yeah. And uh, whether it be social media or, you know, anything that you can set your identity in to try to find that, yeah. that void. But to really find that in Christ is something unique. Yeah. Um, be self-giving, become less self, self-absorbed and more invested in those around you. This is countercultural. I don't know if you know this, but our culture celebrates you doing you, you living out your truth and self-care 
and worried about yourself before you worry about anyone else. And while I understand the importance of rest so that you can be a blessing to others, um, the kind of love that God calls us to is self-sacrificing. Yeah. It's stepping away from being so obsessed with yourself and how you look and how you feel and putting more focus on how you're making others feel. Yeah. And that is something that has to be really intentional. And even like I, I feel like it's almost sometimes easier to do this on really hard days, at least for me, because my brain is like, I'm having a hard day. And so I can turn that off and be loving to others. Yeah. And I know that sounds backwards because I'm like, if you're having a hard day, I know that some people want to be more like self-absorbed. But if you can channel that into making someone else have a good day, it will make you feel better. Oh, absolutely. I think so. For sure. So... This Valentine's Day, whether you are celebrating with a special someone or just enjoying another day, think about how you love others and how much Jesus loves you. He cares more deeply about you than any person ever will, even more than you care about me. Absolutely. Jesus cares about me. Um, he knows everything about you, good and bad, and accepts you just as you are. And yeah. that is incredible because... More often than not, once somebody knows everything about you, they'll probably make a harsher judgment than you were hoping, you know? But God sees everything. He knows all of your past. He already knows all of your future. And he'll never love you more or less than he does right now. He wants to be the one to help you grow and become the most incredible version of yourself. He can take you places and opportunities you never knew you were capable of experiencing if you just trust his timing and his plan. He is always there, always listening, and ready to guide you every step of your journey through life. Hmm. So just a little bit of encouragement that yeah. if you're feeling lonely or if you're in a season of maybe you're not, maybe you are in a romantic relationship, but it's just struggling, Jesus sees you. Yeah. Whatever season you're in, Jesus is there. He is with you. He sees you, and he will help you exactly how you need to be helped if you're willing to let him do the work. Yeah, absolutely. In conclusion, if you're single, go do something fun with friends. Yes. If you're dating, go on a date or don't go on a date. Yeah. It's not mandatory. Yes, Valentine's you do Day. not have to go on a date just and because girls you're... don't get all bent out of shape if your man yeah. doesn't do something for you, vice versa. Like, I chill agree. out. Like, yeah. it's just a day. Relax, everybody. Your relationship <laughs> will go forward. They still love you even if they forgot Valentine's Day or yeah. if they didn't get you something or if they didn't get you enough. Like, don't be greedy. Yeah. That is literally the opposite of love. Yeah. Also, happy early birthday to Ethan, my little brother. Yeah. His birthday is on the 16th. Valentine's. I always remember like celebrating like Valentine's Day and then his birthday immediately following. Yeah. So. Lots of February babies. I know. Judith's a February. Yeah. Ethan's a February. Okay. So again, um, we're doing a little giveaway. Everything will be on our Instagram, so make sure you're following that page and staying engaged. I will post about it more than one time, so don't think, oh, shoot, I missed the post. I'll have a post, and we'll be posting in stories every day until the next podcast. Just remind you to enter and win, and we will announce the next winner on the next podcast. Sweet. So thanks for joining us. See you guys. Have a good Bye. week. Bye.